Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 214 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, Owen Unra and I get real. We talk about all things relapse, from the days and weeks leading up to it, the signs and things to look out for, and how to come back with power. Owen shares how he is not only working through relapse, but taking control of his life and mindset going forward. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Mr. Owen, how is it going? What's up? It's going well. I'm just having a late start to my day, but I'm loving it. Yeah, Yeah, it's like we have been lucking out in Vancouver here. Mm. Getting spoiled. Yeah, today's the first day that I've, there's like some clouds out there and I'm just like, I'm going to keep it comfy. I'm like sitting on my bed right now. Yeah. In my sweats. (laughs) Comfy vibe today. I have my coffee. Love it. Uh Love it. A little coffee chat. um so I discovered you on Instagram I think through a friend of a friend and I have just been so like enamored with you and just how open and vulnerable I mean you you were like naturally but I think recently with um your recent relapse I feel like you have really taken this relapse and ran with it in in terms of power which is so hard to do like whoa Uh, let's just start there okay (laughs) (laughs) um you know I I don't I personally don't know you know and I don't I don't know if anyone knows or I don't know if maybe you have even gone there yet but like I guess when we go through a relapse or in drinking, I like to call it like a little sip up. Um, <laughs> you, like sometimes. That sounds we... cuter than it is. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. A little sip up. Okay. Sip up. Well, here we go. Back yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, you know, when we look back, we can kind of see like, okay, maybe this was adding up or this was like contributing or this. Oh, I can see now like hindsight is always 2020, but like, if you could look back at like maybe the days or the weeks or even months leading up to your relapse, like what can you see from that? Like, is there any telltale signs? That's such a good question. And I have easy evidence because I've been sharing my journey online prior to this relapse even. So I was making videos, updates, and at the time I didn't know it was coming, but now looking, looking back, I can really connect the dots. And it's like really obvious to me because like every other video I'm talking about, I'm having like dreams of relapses. I'm like fantasizing about it. I'm talking about how I've wanted to relapse for so long, but like, I'm not going to do it. Right. And 
it was all like leading up to this point. It was just, it felt like a, a something was like just growing and growing and building pressure. And mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of got to a place and sex is, has always been a big trigger for me. So I, okay. in the years of my active addiction, I would use meth and sex together a lot. Okay. And so I, and I miss like that feeling. Mm. And so when I'm like fantasizing about relapsing, it's always to do with sex. And mm. I think it had, it happened like the day after New Year's. Okay. Um, and I was like dancing at this party for New Year's Eve. And then I met these like other like really hot guys who were there. And then they like invited me to hang out with them like the next day. And then I went there and I woke up in the morning knowing I was going to go there. But also I had decided in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do drugs today. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Was, yeah. And it was like, yeah. not even, it was, yeah, I had like, I, I remember in the morning I was like at the gym and I was like working out and yeah. I came across this song. <laughs> it's, um, I haven't even talked about this. I came across the song. It's by Macklemore. It's the, like something about like, he's singing about his relapse and like starting okay. again. Yeah. And I, I came across that song for the first time and I was like, I'm just going to save this because I know I'm going to need this later. <laughs> You're like prepping a care package. Literally, I'm like harm reduction. I know what's going to happen. I got to yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Um, and it was, it just had been building up for like months and months and months. And I was like, today, yeah, it's going to happen today. And it did. And I, yeah. of course, it wasn't worth it. And I regretted it. And it was like, awful but at the same time it kind of woke up this part of me that had been I felt had been sleeping for a long time and I was coming back to this part that felt so familiar in a very mm. like chaotic and like not good way but I was I had been doing it for like so many years prior so like yeah. that was like the life that I knew and so I picked it up again and like I was like right back there and it was Whoa. it was bad but it felt like comfortable like I knew it like very familiar yeah. And I didn't want to say goodbye to that just yet. And yeah. so then it happened again when I okay. went, I walked in New York Fashion Week, which was an amazing opportunity. And I got to yeah, have that experience and spend time around community and other like models and my friend, the designer and just other amazing people. And it was so good. But yeah. in the back of my mind, I still have these like meth sex fantasies that are like un- realized yeah and New York seems like a great place to live out those fantasies and, <laughs> and so halfway uh -huh. through that trip uh, right yeah <laughs> I don't know you're gonna do it New York City New York City the big apple <laughs> you can make it yeah. anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally concrete jungle where sex fantasies are made of yeah um and yeah, so the first half of the trip went really well. And then I kind of like broke away from the group and I like went to do my own thing. And as fate would have it, it happened again. And I spent the rest, the last half of my trip just like spiraling and doing that. And mm. and um, I was like, oh, like I can't do this anymore. You know, it's the, 
yeah, when I use, like, I go to, like, some pretty not good places. I get, like, really unhealthy. Like, I always end up, like, in a panic attack thinking I'm going to die. Not a panic attack, like, many panic attacks. Like, Yeah. I'm convinced I'm literally dying, like, on the spot. I, like, call 911 on myself. I, like, go, like, I, there's just, I, like, free, it's not, it's not not messy. It's Yeah. not fun ever. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, I ended up going to like the emergency room in New York. <laughs> Oh, shit. um, yeah. And I, <laughs> this is just like a little tangent, but I'm just, we're so blessed to live in Canada with free healthcare Yes. because they called me like months later and they're like, oh yeah, like we have your, your bill for, <laughs> and I was expecting it and I was like okay it's probably like uh, it's probably like $900 or something like crazy like that and he's like he's like so I could get you like a 15% discount and so this is a really good deal so Or the total would come to $3,600 <laughs> stop. and I shit you not I laughed fully in his face and I just I cackled I couldn't hold it back because I was like there's no way Yeah. I like not right now anyways there's no way sorry Yeah. sorry Yeah. Oops. anyways <laughs> Oh, yeah that's so, that's really hard. Like, I'm like ugh. just paying the price for my decision <laughs> Yeah, I mean, monetarily and like figuratively, yes. literally <laughs> all around, all around. yeah So I have a couple of questions listening to, you know, how this went down. First question is, what does sex like mean to you? Like, what does that equate to you? What do you get out of like sex? that's such a good question um i think Oh gosh, I don't even know if I've like explored this really Okay. yet. Um, <clears throat> there's definitely like a f obviously like physical pleasure. Um, Yes. I think that I used sex or I found a way to offer value to people Okay. through sex. Um, Interesting. and I, so I grew up, um, I grew up gay in a, gay and indigenous in a white and religious family. So it's like Okay. double whammy. Oof. Both, <clears throat> both kind of set me apart and in a homophobic town and in a racist town like there's just these things that kind of set me apart and made me feel like I didn't belong and made me feel like it wasn't okay to be myself and so Mm there hmm I was always searching for a way that I could you know be a part um, Yeah. and I feel like sex became a way that I could be a part and offer value and people would be like oh like I I want you and I need you and I didn't have that before I don't Yeah. think and um so that's like I think that's like the very like underlying part of it. I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing until um, like very recently. Yeah. And um, yeah, so when I moved to, when
when I moved to Vancouver, like almost 10 years ago, I moved here already with like a full-blown Coke addiction I had been using for like, I don't know, like three years or something. <clears throat> and then once I got here, it was more expensive and harder to find. And I'm also like entering, um, I came from, yeah, I said a, a small town and pretty like sexually repressed. So I moved to the city and I'm discovering my sexuality and at the same time discovering that in the gay community, meth is really big and it's, it's used often or like primarily with sex. And so I'm like, it's cheaper than Coke. I can do it while I'm having this like sexual awakening and they just, it seemed, I'm like, it's a great match right and it felt so seamless good. I'm like yeah seamless I'm like great and um I'm right. like why would I ever want to do anything other than this it just feels so good and I'm just like having so much fun right and also like I hadn't carved out any other area in my life where things felt good like that like in a healthy right. way and yeah. so that was like my only place where I was getting good feelings I feel yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that it, it sounds like that was the only place you were getting your needs met, like with sex, like connection, feeling validated, feeling needed, wanted, like those are really strong needs and wants and then emotions behind that. So it makes sense that like, okay, this is like a great solution for you. Like you're getting kind of a lot of boxes checked here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's so powerful. Right. Like yeah. it's so, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, your phone, shopping, like all these tools that we use to kind of manipulate to get our needs and wants met. Yeah. And it's like, um, it, it works for a time. Like yeah. it's, it's a medicine that we use to like feel better and to yeah. fulfill a need. And um, I read this somewhere like recently, like the only difference between medicine and poison is the dosage. And interesting. And if you take too much of the medicine, it becomes a poison. And that's what mm. it was for me. So yeah. in, like a, in a small quantity, it's a medicine for what I needed it to be, but I, it was the only thing that I had. So I just kept taking it, kept taking it. And all of a sudden it was like right. poison for me. And I just right. poisoned myself for so many years. So tell me more about that. Cause you know, we all kind of describe these, these situations and you're right. Like they do work until they don't. No. <laughs> so like what, what I guess was, um, you know, you went to, you went to the hospital in New York, but what was the point where you're like, okay, actually like legit, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't, yes, I'm getting some needs met, you know, here and there, but like, when did you discover like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to engage like this. Yeah. It wasn't, I wish I could say that it was in the emergency room in New York, but it wasn't. Yeah. I came okay. home and um started using here in Vancouver yeah and then it just got kept getting closer and closer together until I was like using again every single day okay and, um the panic attacks were back the 
I wasn't having the sex that I th that I wanted to have that I thought that I was going to have and it just turned into me like using alone in my apartment and just mm. like fully isolated obviously like cut off from social media because I couldn't bring myself to post anything I was just like literally like a shell of a human mm. for a while and then eventually my body just started to like I mean if we listen to the wisdom of our bodies if I had listened to the wisdom of my body I would have known that it was telling me not to do it mm -hmm. many many times ago with the panic attacks and the dehydration and the just all of the things where my body is like crying for help mm. but yeah I got to a point where I was just called to like actually listen to my body like connect to my body in a way or like see my body as a see myself in relationship with my body in a way that I had never been before yeah um, and yeah I just all of a sudden was like oh like pressing my ear up against the door the door is my body and I'm like yeah. okay I hear you and it was yeah it was giving me a lot of signs and I was like there's not much farther that I feel like it can go if my body's telling me to stop and I just mm -hmm. keep ignoring it I'm gonna die like mm -hmm. my body's gonna be like well we fucking told yeah. you bitch like, yeah we so, warned you <laughs> yeah like yeah that's the loudest like when your body is telling you something like that's you can't ignore that like you have to trust that yeah and definitely. so yeah I kind of got to a place where I was just like ready to listen to that and then I used one more time after that okay and then I was like no okay okay I'm done I'm done I'm done because you know you gotta do it you can't just do it one or two times. You got to do it like 500 times just to make sure. That's like <laughs> me. That's me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, I think it's also important to, to maybe just say it for whoever is listening, like, yes, we are laughing and joking around now about this. Yeah. But like, to me, that symbolizes like, okay, you're, you're on the way to he like healing you know like I think as as soon as someone can like laugh about what they've been through or like look at it with some kind of like humility that there's been some work done there you know clearly for anyone listening to this we wouldn't just be like oh my god relapse <laughs> like yeah. just laughing about it because this is not a laughing matter by yeah, any means and, and like yeah I think the way that I treat my recovery and my slip ups and my everything is a lot different yeah. than I would hold space for others as well. Okay. Like, um, why do you think that? Well, because I just know where I am with it. I don't know where they are with it. So right. if they're laughing about it, I'm a laugh with them because I totally, get yes. But, and, but I will not be the first to laugh. Yes. Whereas I'll be the first to laugh at myself. Yeah. <laughs> and that lets everybody else know that it's okay. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I've processed through a lot of it. I'm holding myself with a lot of grace and I just, yeah. I'm kind of like accepting 
the shadow parts of myself and like I feel like when you're ashamed of it or you're not where where you're like threatened by it it can like take you down yes it can take me down a lot easier totally so how do you get to that point like how do you kind of reframe shame and guilt around I guess your actions I think it's taken me a long time. I've always been my worst critic. I've been very hard on myself. Um, but somewhere along the line, I just realized that my experience is dictated by how I treat myself and how I think about things a lot. And I want Mm to -hmm. have a good experience. I want to like love myself. I want to be nice to myself. And like, even if I'm doing something that like probably is not good, like there's reasons for it. And I just want to like love myself through that. Like I deserve that. We all deserve that. Yeah. We're just like tender little children in here. And I just like, Yes. we're not like bad adults. We're just like kids. <laughs> we're like kids with needs. Yeah. Dude, we're just hanging on trying to figure this all out Yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> and, you know, like, shit happens sometimes. But how cool is that that you, you know, you specifically can take this and, you know, learn these lessons and, like, record these videos, record these updates of your progress every day and show people. I mean, I, I think that's really from one person who's very hard on themselves to another, I think that's really important. And like, we all need that reminder every day. Yeah. Sometimes three times a day. Sometimes (laughs) 10 times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why Instagram has the save thing. So you can go back to it when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes one time is not enough. <laughs> no, it's never enough. No. We like, come on, we've been beating ourselves up for how many years now and telling exactly. us all this like hardcore bullshit and bullying ourselves. Yeah. And I yeah, feel I'm... like it takes like three times as much counter work to undo all of that. Yes. You gotta like, I found like I have to like retrain my brain, like re-brainwash myself yep. to like love myself and take care of myself because I was I've just been in like a self-destructive self-loathing like rut for a lot of my life and I'm like I don't want to be in that rut for the rest of my life but yeah I also have this like belief system that I need to completely undo and I need to like rewire my freaking brain yeah it's just like rebuilding the whole city yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) And that shit is not built in a day. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) No. Definitely not. So, Owen, what kind of got you to the point of, okay, going through the relapse, you know, doing drugs again, and then what kind of got you to the point to then share this on social media? Because that's really tough. Like, how did you, how did you work that out within yourself to like, talk about it well I had a lot of practice because I had been doing it for I mean I had been sharing my recovery journey for the past almost two years yeah um and so it wasn't just a random decision that came out of nowhere it was kind of just a continuation on of where I was in the journey like I felt like I kind of owed 
not that I owed. I just, I promised myself that I would be sharing this whole journey authentically. And okay. while there, there was like a time where like, I literally could not film anything or like post anything or like whatever. Like I just like was not there. Yeah. I knew that as soon as I could, I would have to in order to stay true to that commitment that I made to myself. So it was just a continuation okay. on from before. But when I posted that, the first one where I was like one day sober, like flushing the drugs down the toilet, which I did not know that you're not supposed to do. People were like, oh. you're contaminating the water supply. And I was like, no, like we obviously don't drink toilet water. And then somebody yeah. sent me a thing. And in Vancouver, like we actually do, it filtrates and it goes, I know. What? <laughs> exactly. There's like a thing. I know Oof. it's like, it showed the graph of like what happens to the water, but yeah, toilet filtration filtration blah 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 and then it yeah. goes yeah who knew okay well aren't those drugs gonna get filtered anyway so yeah right exactly okay whatever anyways, anyways. now we know <laughs> now we know now we can do better cool yeah <laughs> um i forget where i was going with that okay so day one flushing the drugs down the toilet making that first video coming back yeah one day sober yeah. What's going point, through your mind? I was just ready again. Yeah. Because before all of this, and even before I ever first started sharing, like mm -hmm. two years prior, when I was in like active addiction for like that big, long period of my life. Yeah. And even before that, just like my whole life, I've always known that I'm supposed to do something big with my life. I've just always known that there's something bigger. I have like a higher purpose. I don't know what it is. When I was yeah. younger, I thought that it was, I, when I was younger, I thought that it, it meant that I was going to be Hannah Montana because that was <laughs> naturally. Only, naturally. Yeah. Yes. It was the only representation that I had of like somebody who was like, big I just remember watching like yeah. her movie and she in like one of the opening scenes she's like on the concert stage and the, there's a whole stadium of everybody just like cheering like Anna, Anna. and I'm yeah. like that's the life for me yeah that's I'm I'm meant to be big like that and that's but sick. I didn't realize that there were like other ways to be big yeah and so as I'm like going through this active addiction in all these years I got to a point where I was like I think I'm supposed to share my story I think I'm supposed mm -hmm. to talk about this and I think that the way that I'm going to be big is not necessarily being an international pop sensation right but to change the world by sharing this whatever yeah. inside of me like accepting and loving myself and spreading that out yeah. Um, That's pretty so, freaking big. Yeah. I think so. Like people think that changing the world is like an up here government thing. Mm -mm. It's an inside job. Yeah. And when we do it here, it spreads out and it affects the people around us in a way that they can, in the way that it needs to for them. And yeah. then that's how we change the world. It's like one person at a time. Totally. Hannah Montana, who? <laughs> but i mean it's not too late i might no i, feel I mean kind of like a pop star girly with this thing right here so <laughs> totally oh my god i love it yeah. 
Wow. That's so interesting. I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like growing up and, and redefining like what big looks like for us or like how to change the world or how to like really like align with our purpose. I think that's what everyone's trying to figure out, right? Like we're just trying to figure out why we're here and what we're doing and how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds simple, but it's not. It's not. And yeah. honestly, like, I'm so grateful for all of the years of hardship because it kind of healing from that kind of, well, even being in that gave me like a direct line of sight to what I meant to do. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm meant to heal from this, first of all. And then I think I'm just supposed to share that. Um, yeah. And so I'm really grateful that I had all those years of like really messy, awful things because had I not, I think it would be a lot. Well, I don't, I just don't know. I'm, I was going to say like, had I not, I think it would be harder for me to like find a deep sense of purpose. Mm. Cause I don't know where else I would have found it. Like other than. Yeah. Um, the shittiest time of my life if I didn't have the hardships I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't be here doing this yeah I mean it's really interesting like who the person that's inside of us like who shows up in those times of like hardship mm -hmm. like I think that's a huge testament of character and like I think that you are all, like making this into like your message and sharing your story is really brave it's yeah. tough what has been scary yeah like what's been the feedback mixed feedback but yeah okay i mean like mostly good feedback yeah but, you know there's of course the haters the people who are like junkie meth head yeah why don't you go relax here's some drugs and i'm just like you're Ugh. sad you're sad and i'm i genuinely feel sorry for you I was just talking about this on my Instagram yeah. story the other day like when people say that kind of things it's just a direct reflection of who they are and what's going on inside and it's not even about me it's just about their own inner turmoil and struggle and it when I think about it that way like it's genuinely I feel so much compassion for them because it's not an easy place to be in here and in here when yeah. you have to do that to other people so I just yeah get well soon yeah like god you must be pretty miserable in your own life to like yeah. open up instagram scroll through like your feed whatever however you get your videos whatever and then to like go and just like kick someone when they're down when they're just trying to be like open and like speak from their heart like, yeah how and miserable do you have to be it is <laughs> like I like Damn. want to cry right now because I like I feel just compassion for them I just want them to like stop hurting so much that makes me feel so sad yeah but I'm like also a Pisces so I'm just like a cry baby <laughs> I mean it's hard it's I think it's really hard being a sensitive person on on any social media like I me personally like I'm a Taurus and I am such a crybaby like I'm like what like yeah. who doesn't get this meme and like why are they being mean about it like, <laughs> like hey, oh wait. my god you're sucking the joy out of the internet <laughs> hey wait but what kind of things make you cry 
like is it the really sad things or like mm. because for me mm -hmm. no you go <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when I'm misunderstood mm. that makes me upset or like because like my intentions are only to like help people and like they're never to convert people like I'm not here being like oh my god alcohol is disgusting like everyone needs to be sober to be like cool and accepted by me that's not that's not my jam whatsoever it's like my my kind of conversation is like let's just have a conversation let's just open it up and be like hey there's like different ways to do things mm -hmm. you know yeah. And it can be fun and it can be cute and it can be cheeky, you know? And I think when I get um, like misunderstood, like I've gotten death threats multiple times. Oh, totally. The things, <laughs> oh my God. The things women have to go through on the internet, like oh. The, that, oh my God. Like, And it's disgusting. Like it's all based around, and you know what? It's a lot of girl on girl crime. I got to say. Yep. Um, because I do, I, I repost a lot of people's reels, right? Because I want to showcase them and their journey. And, you know, I'm so about showing literally the spectrum of sobriety and what that looks like. And like just some disgusting comments like, oh my God, your lips are disgusting. Or like, why would you do that to your face? Like, oh, horrible tattoo choices. Like, awful. What? Like, you're literally ripping someone's physical appearance apart and you're completely met, like, missing the message here. Yeah. That is actually like coming from the heart. Yeah. And some people just don't have, you know, the capacity for it because they haven't yeah. met themselves emotionally in that way. Like, they can only. Yeah people can only meet other people to the depth that they've met themselves. And I feel like there's so many people out there who have not done any sort of emotional no. excavation, self-exploration, self-reflection, just like the emotional intelligence quotient is zero. Yep. And um, they just, it's also like ignorance is bliss for them. They just don't even fucking know. And yeah. they're just like, I don't know. It, yeah. Yeah. Reacting and, and yes. Yeah. And I'm sure like, yes, like listening to you say that, am I too sensitive? Probably. Probably. Is it just no, the internet? We're not too yeah. sensitive. <laughs> no, I don't think there's like a too sensitive. I think that being sensitive is definitely a gift. And I think yeah. that while, while you probably feel the harsh things as you're meant to, I think it also allows you to feel the really beautiful things in the way mm. that you're meant to more deeply. Totally. And you can't really have one without the other. You're, you're a deep feeler. And I think that's a gift. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. Damn. It's like a double-edged sword. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's tough. That's okay, <laughs> now you go. What what are what are you um like what makes you upset? Um the things okay. The what makes me cry isn't necessarily yeah. what makes me upset. I don't think okay. 
So like what makes me cry is in movies where, you know, kind of like at the end, oh, I don't even know how to explain it properly. <laughs> okay. You know how like in the end, like when, when people show up for like, like the protagonist or something, like maybe if they're like, this is just an example that it probably isn't going to capture the full feeling, but say they are like, performing they're like a performer or something and they like worked really hard and like went through all the hardships of the whole movie or whatever and then at the end they have a community behind them or their family shows up or whatever and they're there to support them and uplift them and just like mm -hmm. when people come together to support a person that ooh, that Ooh. makes me cry so much yeah. and it's just so beautiful and moving and yeah. I don't know why I think it probably is because that's a thing that I wish that I had like younger me wish that they had yeah um, and just seeing it happen for somebody else is so beautiful for me totally that's like really touching gosh I think everyone wants that yeah yeah right totally and deserves that yeah like cheering them on yeah it sounds like so nice And they think that they're alone and they're just going through it. And then all of a sudden yeah. everybody like comes and. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. That's like, so pretty. Yeah. Just an example. If you've seen Encanto, that like Disney movie. Okay. So like at the end, I think where the whole house like blows down or like crumbles or whatever. Yeah. And they're like picking themselves up from the rubble. And then the whole town, the entire town that this family has given so much to over the years, the whole town bands together and comes up the hill with tools and whatever. And they just like build the house. They just Whoa. rebuild the house for this family. And that, yeah, weeping. That's so not, yeah. <laughs> wow. And I think like in those situations, most of the time like the character doesn't have to ask for it yeah. which also that's the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah it's also fantasy <laughs> i mean i'm just saying that like to protect myself because i'm like yeah just from experience people apparently can't read your mind which is so fucking frustrating no you do have to yeah but I think this reminds me of something if you've heard of the like five love languages yes uh, of course we big fan of those mm -hmm. um I heard of a new one recently and it's called being known and mm. it's just this idea that you are so close with somebody um to the point where they just they know you and they know what mm. you like and they know your needs and they know they just know you and um like being seen and being known and I feel yeah. like when you have people or someone in your life who like can see and know you they yeah. are able to show up for you in that way and I like I have just a friend that's coming to mind um who like does that and is willing to do that and without being asked and it's just like whoa I they've really taught me so much about like what is 
um, possible in mm-hmm. terms of just like loving someone and being and showing up for them. And just even just like in a friend capacity, I'm like, you yeah. are, I feel like a shitty ass person standing next to you because like, yeah, I don't do this. I don't know how to show up for people like this, but they are having um, him in my life is just, I'm like, wow, I want to show up for people the way that you show up for me. Like that's yeah, so beautiful. So it's not a fantasy. That's cool. There are people. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But- I think it's like that old quote. I don't know. Um, Oh my gosh, this is so lesbian of me, but here we go. <laughs> I love it. Bring it on. The quote, um, the queen lesbian herself, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> um, I'm totally going to butcher the quote too, but here we go. Here's to trying. Um, she said something along the lines of to, to be loved is, is great, right? It's like, it's really nice, but to be understood is profound. And I'm like that. Yes. To be known. That's the ticket. Yeah. Okay. So I know what makes you cry. What makes you upset? The only thing I know that there's one that I just haven't talked about it in so long that I don't even remember what it is. I remember because my my ex and I like we asked each other like what are some like your emotional triggers like what yeah what are some of these things that will make you like upset and I remember having one back then but I forget what it is um but there was one that happened like it doesn't happen very often for me I don't get like emotionally triggered very often yeah um to get me to be upset but one happened like kind of yesterday okay um and it was just it's just like a little bit irritating just kind of like grinds my gears and it's being like like ordered around and told what to do oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i do not like that ordered around and told what to do and it's different for me when it's coming from like a close relationship like a friendship or something okay. because it comes off as like very overbearing and that you don't trust me you don't trust me to do this myself and it was something Mm. so simple I was like yeah washing the dishes but I was washing the dishes at my friend's place okay and they just like ordering me around how to do it yeah and I'm like "Mm mm-hmm okay Mm mm-hmm and then they were like don't get mad and I was like I'm not, oh. I'm not getting mad because like if I get mad like you'll know but I was I yeah. wasn't trying to hide that I was displeased I was just like mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah I just like thought about it and oh. I'm like you don't trust me to do this job and we have been friends for so mm-hmm. many years and I'm like trust me just trust me yeah oh I think but that also says more about them yeah you know like it sounds kind of like my mom like if she wants like things done a certain way like you can do it yourself then yeah and I think that um it reminds me of something that I heard on another podcast actually just about perfectionism and Mm -hmm. how that I think like people 
see someone who is like per a perfectionist or like um really like a control freak and they're like oh they just like want everything to be perfect they want to be in control all the time but it's really like i need this thing done i don't i don't think i'm even explaining it properly you think it's almost like a like an anxiety yeah almost like it's, it's not personal like no. do you think it's actually personally about you no i don't think so yeah and i, I think yeah like, i would bet that too yeah i think it like rarely is yeah because it would be it like my friend would have done it to anybody who was doing it yeah right and it's just like i get irritated by it a lot yeah i don't, I don't know how other people feel about it but i'm just like yeah I mean, just that <laughs> sense of like distrust that that brings up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So not being trusted, I feel like upsets me a little bit. Yeah. It more like hurts me. Yeah. Because I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I, I'm trustworthy. Yeah, you're pretty like stand up guy. Yeah, stand up like, okay. citizen. Yeah. Not the worst. <laughs> Well, I don't know about citizen. I don't remember when I did taxes properly, so <laughs> that should be cut out. Gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, oh, and I have one more question for you. Okay. To anyone listening right now who is maybe kind of going through a little slip up or sip up, if you will, what piece of advice could you give them? Um, along on their journey. I just got to say, you have to, have to, have to try to be kind to yourself through this because it's so easy to just beat yourself up about it and be mm -hmm. so ashamed of it. And whether or not you go back into recovery, you're all, you're still going to like have yourself and you're going to be with yourself. And I think the way that you learn to treat yourself is going to dictate how your life goes. Um, this is like not the advice that I thought I was going to give. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just have to like be kind to yourself, hold yourself with grace. People mess up. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Nobody ever did a perfect thing. And or like nobody, yeah, nobody's perfect. Hannah Montana, bring it back to Hannah Montana. Nobody's okay. perfect. You live and you learn, okay? Yeah. And just keep holding on until something changes and something will change. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just try to like take a lesson from it. I feel like if you're learning as you're going, then you're not falling down, you're falling up. And yeah. that's kind of what I tried to do with this most recent relapse was just like have this blind faith that there were brighter days ahead of me I was just like in the thick of it and I didn't I couldn't see it but I know that I have yeah. worked really freaking hard in my life to get to this point and like this is not the end are you kidding mm -hmm. me I can't let this be the end absolutely yeah. not and like you do have control over your story and the decisions you make. And sometimes it doesn't feel like you do because you're just going through the motions of like picking up and using again and again and again. But you just have to hold on to that blind belief that like there are better days ahead, ahead of you. Blind belief that you are going to be something big 
in your life and that this is just the period that's like building you this is like your success story is like coming from this place and overcoming that is like your success story and yeah. um yeah I yeah keep holding on you'll be okay love it and Owen where can we find you on the world wide web you can find me on Pornhub no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> dead um, <laughs> i was expecting only fans but pornhub fuck, let's get right to it <laughs> no you can find me on instagram and tiktok at okay. owen.unra they're both the same and okay. i mean maybe in the future i might make an only fans i don't know but not yet not counting it out not counting it out i want to do like tv first tv Perfect. and then only fans well, I mean, you know how everyone, like, Kim K basically started that way. Yeah. Kind of yeah, the true. recipe, the formulation. Yeah. Oh, my God. The <laughs> blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey with us and being so open and vulnerable and sharing your knowledge and your experiences. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really good time. Good. Thank you.